0: Yeah. And you're like,
1: yeah, I'll throw an idea out there and then it'd be immediately be like, that's a stupid idea. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <Thank God.
0: clears throat> All right. Hey everybody, and welcome to The Void, a show dedicated to help trades-based business owners succeed in their new trades-based business. And when we say new business, that doesn't necessarily mean brand spanking new. Um, The ideal listener for this show is going to be somebody who aspires to start their own business one day, or somebody who recently has, but they've hit these kind of plateaus where they broke away from their employer, they started their own thing, they're off and running, but they're not really going anywhere, and they're undergoing a lot of stress that they didn't even used to have at their old job, so... Um, You're in the right spot if I just described you. My name is Mitch Smedley, and I own Smedley Plumbing here in the Kansas City, Missouri area. We opened in August of 2020, and we are now a a nice and thriving business that does about a million and a half dollars a year in revenue. We've got nine employees and a virtual professional. With me, as always, is David Hilton. Mitch. David. Dude, it's the day after Christmas.
2: Merry Christmas.
0: Merry Christmas. Christmas. I don't think
2: we said Merry Christmas in the last show.
0: I don't know if like we did or not. Three days before, by Christmas. by the time this airs, it's going to be like Happy New Year. Yeah, to be four days before New Year. Yeah. <laughs> cool.
2: What'd you do? How was Christmas?
0: Was it good? It was good. This was like the lowest key Christmas we've had ever. Ours was pretty. Low. Ours was pretty relaxed too. Yeah, like, like the kids. Obviously, the gigs up with our with our boys. So there's no. Rush to get downstairs and all of that stuff. It's like, yeah, what time do you guys want to wake up in the morning? Seven? Cool. You know, gone are the days of getting woke up at 5 a.m. Dude,
2: Layla gets up at five. Yeah. She's 10. Like, she's grown. She's about, she's going to be 11 in March. Yeah. She's still up at five because she's just excited. Yeah. Like, her energy level is super high. Yeah. But we have a rule. Like, don't come in our room and wake us up before seven on Christmas because literally she'd be in there at five. Oh, yeah. So, like, Seven o'clock rolls around and Janine's like, "We got to get up." I can hear her. she's been in there for like an hour. Yeah, like, okay. Like you know, I get up and I'm like, uh, you know, I'm slopping in there like the middle aged man need my coffee. You know, she's in there like,
1: <laughs> "Let's go." What are we doing? Why haven't we
2: opened <laughs> presents? Why are you guys just now getting up? I'm like, babe, take like take
1: it down. Yeah. Like, you did like, the deadline. Let's see what we got. What uh, what I got or what mom got you? I know we got you for yeah, Christmas. It's yeah. just like. She's still. You're just
0: st- as surprised as Layla. Yeah, is. yeah. Well, I totally agree sure that. Of course, you know I am. Where I'm going. of course, I'm just yeah. as ex- yeah, like
2: surprised, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, ours was pretty low. We didn't do, you know, we go to my grandma's on Christmas Eve. She's 95. Yeah. You know, hang out with the fan for a little bit and then a little Christmas on Saturday. And we just hung out this year. We didn't, yeah. we're we done are the days of, like, we used to do the thing of, like, going to everyone's Seven house. Seven Christmases. Yeah. yeah. Or Thanksgiving. It was the same way, like, oh, we're going to go to this one. We're going to go to this one. Dude, that shit's over. Yeah. Like, I told everyone, like, when Layla was two, I was like, we're, we're out. Yep. Like, I just like, let's pick one. We'll do that. And that's all we're doing.
0: Yep. Yeah. We did. We did, uh, went over to my parents' house Christmas Eve, our house Christmas morning. Uh, Danielle's mom came over a little bit later, Christmas morning. Ugh. And then... I
2: mean, that's great.
0: <laughs> and then yesterday <laughs> evening, we drove out to Columbia and went to Danielle's sister's house. So there's still some tension in that family. When you so, say her
2: sister's house, was the in-laws there? No. Okay.
0: No, it was just... It just was the just sister, the and sister.
2: The boyfriend or
0: husband Yeah, now. boyfriend. 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 Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, all the tension in there. It's like Danielle and I have started taking a lot of ownership in our... Own holiday, right? So, we're not going to yeah. go put ourselves like we're not going to under the heading or the sake of family, we're not going to go put ourselves through misery just for the sake of family or just for the sake of a holiday. Yeah. Um, and so we just stay away from the people that cause us anxiety. So, it makes yeah. it pretty easy,
2: it makes it super easy. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's weird when you're younger, it's like you're always trying to like please everyone else that's yeah. older and the quote unquote.
0: The matriarchs and the patriarchs, yeah. and oh yeah,
2: and you know, and all that, and you're like, and then you get a little older, and you're like, why the f am I doing
0: that? Yeah, it's my holiday too.
2: Yeah, <laughs> like you're like, you look around, and you're like, it's almost like you forget, oh shit, I'm grown. Yeah, like you know what I mean? You're like, nah, yeah, we're not, like. And at the beginning, everyone's like, why don't you come? No, Nope. Mm-hmm. sorry. Yeah, we, I'm, like. I'm not trying to be miserable to celebrate. Like, it's a real thing that people get into. The holidays is like it's so stressful and there's all this going on and all that. people don't you have control over that yeah you can tell people no it's cool yeah. like you don't have to go to 20 friends little friends yeah. givings or whatever you, you it's okay to be like ah, eh, guys we're not coming like we we you just you don't you only have so much energy yep to expel it like you just can't do it
0: all we evolved into a rule that it was the first to reach out gets the spots on the schedule that's a good and, rule. And that way, it wasn't us having to choose one or the other. Yeah. It was like my parents would reach out and say, hey, Christmas Eve at our house at 8. And we're, we'd look at the schedule. Hey, we're good. Cool. Yeah. Or they would reach out and say Christmas Eve at our house at 8. And we'd look at our schedule and say, oh, nope, we're already somewhere else. Catch you next year. Yeah. You know? That's like, a good rule, it, was, it just makes it super easy and it takes all everything off of us. And that way, we can just fill our schedule with mm. what we want to do. So. Yeah.
2: There's just, it, there's just not enough time, man. Yeah. It's not worth getting stressed out yep. and, and freaking out. Like that well, takes and, the joy from the holidays, right?
0: Well, and there's a lot of people that have very strained relationships with their family. And they they forget that you don't like Christmas is not an excuse to put yourself through unnecessary strain. And so they're yeah. they're forcing themselves to go into a family environment that's not healthy for the family or for them. And that's just that's just a bad time all the way around. It doesn't set a good example for your kids if you have kids and all of that stuff. So it's like, hey, spend times with yeah. the spend time with the ones who want to spend time with you and don't let the ones who don't make you feel bad for not being there. It's that simple. Yeah. So
2: Do you listen to my Monday motivational?
0: No, because you were. Yeah, it was on a Tuesday. I hadn't had time today, yeah. so
2: it, it's it's interesting. A lot of it, I talk about some of that stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I had a, uh, I had a battery meltdown on my camera Uh-oh. on
0: Sunday. Not good. <laughs> and I couldn't
2: get another one. My camera's so old. I was like, uh, ah. Yeah. I, I got it in there today. So. All right. So today's <laughs> I show, Austin. I did not call you for a battery. Well, None no, I was going to
1: jump in, but I'm like, Lily, really, I'll I'll talk for an hour if we're going to talk about cameras. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, okay, Austin's out.
2: Uh, What do you want to talk about, Mitch? Today's show is going to be
0: the four stereotypical rules of plumbing and how they apply to business in general. And we're going to to jump right into it. Uh, Rule number one, shit flows downhill. Rule number two, payday is on Friday. (laughs) Rule number three is don't chew your fingernails. And rule number four is wash your hands before you pee.
2: You know, I always knew the first three. But I the, the fourth one... The fourth I'd, one's the most important. I'd never heard that before. Yeah. You told me those before the show. I was like, well, okay. Yep. Like, the first three, I was like, okay, yeah. Like, yep. the, the two ones you hear about the most are shit flows downhill, pay, on, pay Friday. on Friday. on yep. Friday, The
0: third one is don't chew your fingernails. But then, like, the fourth one, it's like, yeah Yep.
2: Well, here, okay. All
0: yeah. Right. So, All right. rule number one, shit flows downhill. We probably have a lot of plumbers listening to this show, but if you take a pipe, a drainage pipe, and you fill it with waste and water and that pipe remains level, that shit's not going to go anywhere. And you tilt that pipe one direction to where one side is higher than the other, and all the waste and water flows downhill, right? I'm not, I'm not speaking rocket science to anybody. I know that we have a, a large amount of plumbers that listen to this show. This is pretty normal, right? Dude, if you're a plumber and you don't know that, like, it, like stop, quit, right. f- move on. But if you examine a drainage system in a house, uh, let, let's say you take a two-story house with a basement okay, you go to the upper floors, those pipes aren't going to have much shit in them, right? Maybe they're having, maybe they're serving a bathroom or a laundry room. But then as you start working your way down lower in the system, you're going to have more shit in the pipes, right? And then you get all the way down to your basement and now you have your whole house's worth of shit in that pipe and it's leaving the house and go into the front yard. you got the giggles today? <laughs> it's, I don't have the giggles. Just the way you explain things sometimes makes yeah. me laugh, too. <laughs> well, then that drainage pipe leaves your house and it starts traveling across your neighborhood and it starts picking up shit from all the neighbors, right? Yeah. And it keeps going downhill as it's doing this. And so the moral of the story or the, the rule of thumb here is the farther downhill you go, the more shit you have to deal with. And how this applies in business is how your business is perceived amongst the masses, and uh, where we go with this is your Google reviews and your Google rating. So if you are low on the totem pole in Google reviews, you're not going to have very many reviews. Your reviews are not going to be that great. You are low on the totem pole. And so you're going to have to deal with a lot of shit. And, and I mean that. You've got to filter through it. Yeah. And when you have a it's low Google eyes. score and a low Google review count and everything else, the types of customers that are calling you are shittier customers when you have a high google review count and a high google review score you have better customers to deal with and so essentially if shit flows downhill and the farther downhill you are the more shit you have to deal with you want to do everything you can to get uphill how you do that is by getting as many google reviews as possible now there's a cheater to this if you go back to episode number 36 of this show Oh, yeah. you will see my exact playbook for how we get Google reviews. And um, I'm not going to like, I'm not going to, I could, I could talk that shows an hour long. I could talk for an hour on how to get Google reviews, or you could just go back and listen to episode 36. Uh, but essentially create processes that land you tons and tons of Google reviews. And you're going to find better and better customers to deal with um, because customers recognize good companies And good customers want to work with good companies. Crappy customers want to work with crappy companies. And and you see this all the time. You'll see now, now, obviously, there's some outliers. You're going to have some crappy customers that call good companies and vice versa. But you see it all the time where you get these guys that don't have a very good Google rating. They don't have a very good Google score. And what's the number one thing they do is they're usually griping about their customers oh, they wanted this for free or, oh, they expected us to come out for free or, oh, they wanted this all included or they don't want to pay what it takes to do it or they want us to float them money or not pay until closing or whatever the case may be. And ultimately, you're kind of picking that because you don't have a a dedicated focus on your Google reviews.
2: Well, you don't have a dedicated focus on what you want your customers to be. either, Right. It's like it's like the pay thing we talk about all the time. This is a Like it's really in trade wins. The guys that aren't charging enough, you know. Oh, I don't have the money to do that. I don't have the money to do this. Uh, The customers I'm getting aren't great leads. They're not wanting to do complete replacements. They want they pick the bare minimum option that I give them, and blah 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 blah. Well, the whole part, the whole point is, you've got to filter through and get to the the customers that you want. Yeah. Like it's the same thing. If you're charging a higher price, you're automatically getting a better customer. Yeah. You know, you're getting someone that knows value, has the money to replace the water heater instead of you replacing the thermal p- pile five times. Right. You know what I mean? It's yeah. it's the same concept.
0: Yeah. Do we we call that your client avatar? And your client avatar is like the ideal description of who is your ideal client. Yeah. And so uh there's there's a bunch of different ways to envision your ideal client, male, female, you know Average household income. Do they have kids? Do they not have kids? Where is their house located? Right. Like we're as plumbers, where your house is located is huge for us. For one, literally our service area, like logistically, where is it located around in the city? But also what kind of neighborhood is it in? Is it a neighborhood that was built in 2010? Is it a neighborhood that was built in 1960? Because those are two different types of clients, right? And obviously, the homes that are built in the 60s are going to have more plumbing issues than the homes built in 2010. And so, as business owners, we get to choose who our ideal client is, and then we get to structure our message and our marketing to land amongst our ideal clients better and more often than our non-ideal clients.
2: Yeah, and I hear people a lot of times, um, like in some of the conversations we have and stuff, and I'm not... Like I do some plumbing, but I'm not at your level or anything like that. But, you know, people will say things um, like, oh, well, that's discrimination. You should take work from whoever. No, it's not. What if I, if I want to focus on um, sewer replacements, excavation work, I'm going to older homes with, um, or I want to focus my marketing on older homes that are um, clay tile sewers, clay tile sewer, cast iron under the slab, you know, whatever, like those are. That's what you want to focus your marketing on.
0: Yeah, and, and it's
2: not you know it's not discrimination. It's hey, my area of expertise or where I want to focus my energy is is this area. Yeah, and and the only way that I can know that is by targeting these different areas. Yeah, right. Like, well, and we're finding out about those specific areas. Sorry,
0: discrimination is often referred to as like a negative term, and and I mean essentially yes, you are discriminating but it's more or it's less negative, differentiating though. right that's better it's, yeah you know it, in other words i don't gear my marketing to appeal appeal towards you know 10 to 15 year old children because i can't sell plumbing to 10 to 15 year old children yeah right? you're not
2: good you don't want to go out to new homes that where half of the fixtures are under warranty yeah or exactly they generally don't have any actual issues where you can Sorry, I know people think this is a dirty word. Make a profit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Like that doesn't, that's not where you want to be.
0: Hey, if you like what you're hearing on The Void and you want even more info, we just started a mentorship program specifically for trades professionals to start their business or to get their business to an incredibly healthy position. So if you'd like more info, click on the link in the description of this show. Yeah. And, and the same goes too is like I would not tailor my marketing towards people that are over 70 or 80 and it's just because a large percentage of those people are not living in a home that they own anymore maybe they're in a retirement home or a retirement community or something to that effect right yeah, so or,
2: or they still like to do a lot of little things on their own
0: yeah you maybe. know what I mean so you're not
2: you're typically not making big sales yeah you may be fixing a small thing helping them diagnose like they They pay the service charge, and then you're out the door, and then the old guy fixes it himself. That's how I'll
0: be. I know it. And it's no like there are some plumbers out there that love getting referrals from real estate agents, and so they're going to put themselves in scenarios where they're finding real estate agents all the time. They're going to be going to real estate open houses. They're going to be going to networking groups and everything else trying to get in with the real estate agents. It just all depends on what your niche is for your business and where you're attacking. But- but ultimately, the overriding thing, even with that, is shit flows downhill. So make sure your business is represented well so you're not down there slopping and all the shit that you're up high, yeah. getting to be a little, I don't want to say pick and choose your customers. but No, but, but that's a good
2: place to be if you can't.
0: Yeah, you're hedging your bets that the right customers are going to be calling you. Yeah. The last thing you want to do is intentionally put yourself in a place where you're dealing with customers all day long, who are fighting you on the service charge and don't want to pay your rates and don't want to pay for repairs. And they want you to, you know, bend over backwards for them and all of this stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, that obviously a lot of that is just part of being in the service
2: industry, but whatever you can, um, whatever, all, whatever you can filter out yeah. on the bad side of things is all for the better. Yep. That helps you make more money in a faster amount of time.
0: Yep. Yep. um, one other thing, too, since we are kind of touching on Google reviews, is when you use another business's service, if you expect Google reviews in your company, you need to be the customer that you expect for your own company. In other words, if you want your customers to leave you Google reviews, then you need to absolutely leave Google reviews every time you do business with somebody else in the community. If you take your team out to a dinner, give them a five star review, and it them good. If it's good, right? Yeah. Um, if you are buying shirts from somebody, your your uniform shirts or whatever, give them a five star review. If you're buying material from a vendor that you absolutely love, give them a five star review. I can't tell you how many times I see business owners like griping that their customers aren't behaving a certain way, but then they don't even behave that way when they are the customer. And so yeah. the easiest way to attract customers like a specific customer for your business is to be that customer yourself when, when it's time for you to be a customer. Yeah. So every single vendor I work with, I've given them a five-star review, every single one. It's, it's just how I am.
2: Even if they didn't earn it?
0: Well, I make them earn it. Gotcha. So, and I don't hold it over their heads. I don't do anything like that. I'm just saying like, I, I'm very, I'm a good customer. I deliver very clear expectations. I stay in touch with them to make sure the expectations are being met. And then when they follow through on the expectations, like what you more can you do on time? I pay them on time yeah. and I leave them a five star review. Like, what more can you ask for? Right. Um, <laughs> These day and age, no, not much. The <laughs> the person that we get all of our shirts from, you know, all order 40 or 60 shirts at a time. They will send out, as soon as the order's like over 90% complete, they'll send the order out with some stragglers like still to come. And and this is really cool. They'll be like, you know, I know you ordered fifty. Here's forty-four of them, and we have six more that yeah. they printed wrong. But we didn't want to hold up your whole order for six yeah. shirts. We didn't get the medium, so we're gonna we're gonna send those out when they're done. But here's the bulk of the order. Yeah, like that's friggin' awesome. Well,
2: that's good customer service. They're yeah. having to eat another shipping, yeah, charge whether they're bringing them to you or paying someone else, whatever fuel right. in. They're eating that.
0: Yeah. Right. That's good customer service. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ironically, we just did some work recently.
2: (laughs) Ironically, our shirts suck. (laughs) No, no, no.
0: Ironically, we just did some work recently. And then it came, it came to, to, we came to understand later that this person is somewhat quasi related to another business owner here in town. And we didn't know this until after the work was done or uh, I won't say after the work was done. The, the pricing was agreed upon. We were in the middle of doing the work. An emergency sewer repair right before Christmas. Okay. and so
2: Thanks for not calling me. Yeah. I appreciate so
0: appreciate you. Uh, you want me to do what? So it's Thursday before Christmas, and we're out there, and we're augering a drain line and realize it's broken out in the yard. Ugh. And this is an older home out in the country to where you have your main sewer that leaves the house, and then you have your kitchen line that leaves the house separate. Yeah. That kitchen line was broken outside. Ugh. So we scramble an excavation together the Friday before Christmas and we get it all dug up and get it all fixed. We gave them a price. They agreed to the price ahead of time and everything else. Well, now this other person starts getting involved and they're a business owner here in Blue Springs. And now like they're not they don't own the home. Nothing. Right. And now they keep messaging me and they're like, hey, you know, just curious how you came up with that price. Well, it's the price we gave the customer. It's the price we give everyone. You're a business owner you're this you give up like you have pricing too you know um and he he was just kind of questioning the whole time well then we get done and then he's asking like is that a high price is is it actually going to come in at that price what are the chances it's going to come in less zero and i'm like i mean if everything went swimmingly it might come in less but rather than give you a low price and then have to jack it up later we'd rather give you a high price and then either stick to that price or be able to come in and kind of reduce it later right so then we get all done with the work, and he was like, hey, any chance you can give a discount, we'd greatly appreciate it. And we've got five to ten Google reviews headed your way if you can. And then two seconds later, here's another message that says, but I don't ask for discounts. And it's like, you just asked for one. Dude. And and so then... What an asshat. And so then I tell him that, you know, hey, we did have some extra work to do. Once we got the line put back together, the remaining part of the line was caked full of grease. And we had to auger on it for a couple hours to get it back open and charge you for that. Yeah. And so he starts questioning back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And then he's asking, like, well, what's the cash price? I'm like, It's the same. We don't charge any more for cash or finance or check or anything. It's the same. Well, I always give my friends discounts. You know, for a guy that just said, I don't ask for discounts, you sure are asking for discounts.
2: Uh, I'm sorry. I forgot. We weren't friends. I just like, (laughs) like, what do you what?
0: And and so I'm like, I just quit talking to him because for one, he's not really our customer. He's just trying to get involved. But the, the other really upsetting part about it is like you're a business owner. Yeah. You know, like anytime you discount anything that comes straight out of your profit. So you're basically asking me to take pure profit off the job. Just because you and I, like, you think it, we're friends. You, know, you I, know what I mean? You
2: know what's weird? I, and I don't want to get off topic. I know we got a lot to go through today. Like, I never had this problem in HVAC. Like, okay, the changeout is this much money. Right. And I always gave two, three, four options, whatever. I never had someone coming to me during or after to, like, hey, you know, can we get, uh, Yeah, if I, you know, it's like, I just never, is it just, is it a plumbing thing?
0: Well, you're going to get it a little bit more in plumbing just because. Is it the Home Depot thing?
2: People feel like they can do work themselves? No,
0: no, you're going to get it a little bit more in plumbing just because plumbing is a little bit more unknown. In other words, if if we have a collapsed sewer, we have no idea what's going on with that sewer after the collapse. So when we're telling you we need to dig up your yard, we might be replacing three feet of pipe. We might have to replace 30 feet of pipe. Like we don't know. Until we get the broken section out of there, we can't camera the rest. But you're giving them
2: a – well, okay, I see what you're saying.
0: And so when we give bids, we try to give them like this includes up to this much pipe. Gotcha. Type of thing. Okay. And Uh, I got you. And so – And is that where more of those
2: questions come in
0: a lot? Some of it is that. Other parts of it is because we are a flat rate company, we'll get done fast. Like we'll give people a price. The price may – the price – I don't want to say the price may be more than they're expecting. The price is always more than they're expecting. Like I used to put in water. But that's when, up
2: front before they say yes. Yeah,
0: yeah. When, when we first opened our company, we were doing water heaters installed for 1350 bucks. Okay? Um, yeah. And at 1350 bucks, half the customers would say, my goodness, that's a lot of money. Go ahead and do it. Right? Yeah. And so now we're closer to $2,000 for a water heater install. Okay. For a basic. And, and so Probably. <laughs> when we tell the customer that price, they say, My goodness, that's a lot of money. Go ahead. Like yeah. they say the same thing. Like it's all, no matter what you charge, it's always more than they're expecting. Yeah. Um, but because the, I think we get this maybe a little bit more than some because we only hire really experienced guys, 10,000 hours of, of experience before you can work with us, five oh, yeah. years of experience. So you guys might be are fast.
2: Like 10% higher in price
0: too well you're going to be on the upper end of the pricing just because of the just because of the cost of the guy but they're fast and so you get these other companies that are charging very comparable rates but they got a guy that's got seven months experience yeah of course it's going to take him five hours to replace a water heater he doesn't know what he's doing right and we get my guys with like 17 years of experience and they get a water heater done in two hours and then the customer's like man that was a lot of money for only two hours of work well, I've got 17 years of experience that taught me to be able to do it in those two hours.
2: Yeah. You this know? is just like, I don't want, this is the last thing I'm going to talk about. We'll move, we've got to move on. My brother-in-law built a new house. It's, it, it's been a year ago now, maybe a year and a half ago, right? He calls me <clears throat> before they're doing the house, and he says, hey, you know, heating, cooling-wise, what would you do? And I'm going to give, like, the sh- super short answer. I'm like, dude, if it was me, i put two systems in that house. I'd zone the big one. I'd keep the small one the same. And I mean, you're looking at like 26000 yep. bucks. Yeah. And he wasn't asking me to do it because it's, it's like an hour and 20 minutes away. He was mm-hmm. not asking me to do it. He said, you know, what would yeah, – 26000 bucks be my guess. Like that's what I would charge you if you were here local. Right. Blah, 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 blah. blah. He gets eight bids. He takes the cheapest guy. Doesn't use, so he has a builder. Doesn't use the builder's guy. Uses his own guy. And I'm not kicking him in the balls. I don't know if he listens to the podcast or not. Ross, if you do, I'm sorry, buddy. Um, he uses his own guy calls me after the house is done this is four months ago oh you know it's just like these rooms are cold this is happening blah 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 this isn't working i said you need dampers in that thing you didn't have it zoned that they come out they do that they get it close right dude he comes over yesterday he's like uh we didn't have any heat this morning I'm like what do you mean he didn't have any heat this morning he's like hey. so he goes into this whole spiel about you know they told us when we moved in just keep it on emergency heat for right now you know we'll get all this well so he's got a heat pump and at 35, it kicks over to gas, just like mine does, mm-hmm. all that. Well, he's been running on emergency heat. He's burned through, like, three things of propane. Right. Finally, he kicks it over to regular heat, and, like, the heat will work sometimes. Sometimes it won't. Sometimes it'll work. Sometimes it won't. And he's like, I'm at the point I'm going to have to, like, pay Link Sky. This is the guy that built his house. T- to have his guy come over and reprogram. And I'm looking right at him, I said, remember when we had that talk? Yeah. About, like, trying to cut corners, and, like, you should just get somebody good and do that this is what you need to have yeah. right like yeah. he knows yeah. like he's not dumb he's a he's he make, makes like three times the money I make he's bright he's smart but it's like dude you you literally had all these problems because you tried to skimp t- 10 grand yeah like it's do you want the best right or not
0: right like yeah. it's just it, and, it's like dude and don't skimp on shit that goes behind Rock. it's just that simple if you want to skimp on like for plumbing if you want to skimp on cheap amazon fixtures great because when that fixture eats shit in a year, it's not that big a deal. You can to replace change it, it, right? But yeah. don't skimp on the infrastructure behind the walls. Well, so. that's why
2: I told him, I was like, dude, duck work. I was like, another, you know, all, I said, like, if you're going to be spending some, like, this is where you need to spend that money. Yeah. And it's like people just, what you were talking about before, sometimes people just don't understand until they've been burned. Yep. Mm. And then once they have been burned, though, now that's your the customer you're talking about because they know. Yeah. They know. That they got screwed on. uh, Well, uh, uh, an an auger job, a sewer replacement job, where the guy only cut out a two foot section. They didn't check it after. Yeah, they covered it up. They ran it down. Oh, there's another blocked spot. We got to charge you another ten. You know what I mean? Like things like
0: that. Some customers bring that on themselves, and they don't even know they're doing it. Though the customers chalk it up to I had a bad contractor, right? And it's like, well, hold on. You intentionally chose the cheapest contractor, or you yeah. had three bids and you weren't happy with any of those three, and you kept searching until you found one that was super cheap. And then they want to blame the contractor for being shitty. And it's like, no, well, you sought that out. Well, I mean, it's a double edged sword. Yes, the contractor's shitty,
2: but you chose that contractor. Exactly. Yeah. So it's exactly. like they are garbage,
0: they shouldn't be in
2: business but you got no one to blame but yourself.
0: Yeah. Like, you know, yep. it's just... It, I mean, the same goes for doctors, right? Like, literally half of all doctors, are the, they finished in the bottom started. half of their class. Don't get me started on doctors. So, but... Uh, um, move on, Mitch. Yeah. Rule number two, paydays on Friday. Uh, where this applies in business is if you're a plumber working for somebody, yeah, payday's probably on Friday. It's the most common payday of, of the industry, right? Yeah. However, when you're a business owner, payday is every day. It's not just on Fridays. Well, not your paycheck. What I'm a, as your business. I know. I'm just fucking with you. Yeah. <laughs> so, dang it.
2: What? That's I'm, my first F bomb. I'm trying to do better. I have been doing better.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> Mostly. Well, rule number one just screwed it for me because I probably said shit 15 times. <laughs> you you in were that. pretty.
2: You were pretty fired up in that yeah. first category.
0: <laughs> so, uh, rule number two: payday being on Friday. If you're a business owner, paydays every day. And what I mean by that is. Payment is due upon completion of service. You are not a bank. It is not your job to lend money to customers. And the moment you start giving customers terms, pay me in a month, I'll send you an invoice, give me a check whenever you have time, like you are already behind the curve. Yep. And especially if you are a small one-man show, you should never be doing terms work for any Customer. And there's a lot of customers that try to pull one over to you, uh, pull one over on you. And we get this all the time. Um, well, like uh, a business will call us up, doctor's office or law office or something like that, you know, and they'll say, hey, our water heater's not working. We'll say, okay, we, you know, our service charge is X. And just so you know, we, we do require payment due upon completion of service. And so we'll get out there today, but we will expect payment today. So, yeah. you know, cash or card or check or whatever, but we expect payment today. And they'll always say like, "Oh, well most people usually just invoice us. We don't have a way to pay you." And so we we pause we pause right there and we say, "Hey, most of the time you do um I understand there's a lot of businesses that will send invoices. We don't operate that way. We don't we don't bankroll your repairs for you. Um and and most likely Somebody in the office bought donuts or pizza for everybody with a company credit card. will accept that card to pay our bill too. Yeah, and they'll be like, "Oh, well, I guess you're right." You know, like they're going to yeah. Office Depot and buying
2: well, and they're paper. just and they're trained to give that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's not the person you're talking to usually. Like that's
0: just kind of that's you, the answer they give everybody.
2: Yeah, and, and that's, it, it, let's be honest, like that's how it used to be at every business. That just everyone worked on a 15 or a 30 day or a 45, yeah. right? That's just how it was. And now it's kind of, it's weird like over the last five years and I'm sure it'll take the next 10. Like that's just the, the way that it's progressed in the service industry. Like now, you know, with now you've got Venmo, credit cards are easier to take than they used to be. Yeah. All that kind of stuff. Like eventually it'll get to the point where it's not a, you don't have to argue that. Right. That term, it'll just you know it'll be automatic.
0: Yeah, well, and and yeah, years ago everything was paid by check, and now you can do credit cards more easily. And and years ago in business, checks had this whole process they had to go through and everything else uh, before you know the right people could sign off on them and and all of that. Yeah, but, especially if a but big let's, business. Let's be honest; those are all hoops that businesses make you jump through so they can hang on to their money longer. Some That's the them. sole reason they do all that. And if you think about it, like why would a business want to hang on to their money longer? Oh, well they make more money if they hang on to their money. You should do the same thing. Well, it depends the faster on how you it, get yeah. paid, the more money you make. Right. Yeah. So uh, we were three years in business before my accounts receivable was ever over 800 bucks. And if you, if you're listening to this show and you don't know what accounts receivable is, accounts receivable is money that people owe you. Accounts payable is money that you owe other people.
2: If you're in business and don't know that, sign up for TradeWins.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Um, And so my accounts receivable, we were three years in business. We had done millions in revenue, and we had never broke an accounts receivable higher than $800. And the $800 was actually intentional. Um, A friend of mine in town had a hair salon. Uh, They needed some plumbing repairs. This was fresh off of COVID in 2020. Um, hair salons were actually struggling. Well, hair salons yeah. got freaking wrecked during that, yeah.
2: right? Them restaurants. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so they needed repairs. I was doing okay in business. I'm like, I got you. Let's get you back into business. So you don't have to close your doors again. COVID did enough of that for you,
2: but you knew them and,
0: too. and I knew them. Yeah. Right. And so I made the conscious decision knowing they were going to take a little bit to pay and said, "I, you know, I'll get you fixed up. You pay the invoice when you can. And it took them three or four months, but they got us paid, right? Yeah. Um, it wasn't until we took on a larger government contract where we started getting into some accounts receivable. But even then, that government contract's net 21. It doesn't even go all the way out to net 30. So I'm That's paid. That's good for government. Yeah. I'm paid inside of 30 days. So um, essentially, if people owe you money, you've already paid the labor on that job, you've already paid the material on that job. So the money that they owe you is pure 100%. Profit. You've already paid your bills. Yeah. So as soon as you start taking a little bit of ownership of the money other people owe you, you start collecting it. And it's really this simple. And most people are just too afraid or too uncomfortable to do it. It's literally as simple as you call them up and you say, you know, hey, Mark, I'm going through my <laughs> accounts receivable. Hey, Mark. I'm just picking names out of thin air. Hey, Stu. Yeah. You, you say, you know, Hey, Mark, I'm going through my accounts receivable, and it looks like you owe us about thirteen hundred dollars. What's it going to take for me to get that collected today, right now? What's it going to take? Do you, for you have me a credit to card?
2: Drive to your house.
0: Well, you don't have to be threatening. <laughs> keep it. Keep in mind, you. How cre- do you
2: know that was threatening?
0: You're threatening I, to I drive s- to their house
2: to to get the money, to get <laughs> the money, the check.
0: Well, to their business, whatever, (laughs) but (laughs) um, keep in mind, you can't be too assertive here because you allowed this to happen. You permissed the, oh yeah, it's
2: on you for being an idiot.
0: Yeah. So, but (laughs) it's just a simple, you call them up and you're like, Hey, what's it going to take for me to get that collected right now? And, and don't, don't, don't be passive and be like, "Hey, just reminding you, you owe us some money. Thanks, bye."
2: No. Hey, I I can take the credit card over the phone over right the phone now. But right now, like we can just get this done and taken care.
0: And of. And another thing that you can do is when they'll say, "Okay, yeah, we're putting a check in the mail today." Okay, what's that check number so I know what to look out for. And and you're gonna you they're gonna pause and be like, "Oh shit!" This I guess I actually to have to write, a write check the check right now. Yeah. yeah, dude, I do. Where's your checkbook? Yeah. And and the the layman's terms with this is like, you can't go to McDonald's and be like, "Ah, go ahead and send me an invoice in the mail. And and meanwhile, you're consuming their product and not paying for it. Like there's no business out there where you can go into their business and shop with them unless you're a large commercial account. Yeah. There's no business out there where you can go in there and shop with them and them not collect money. We, we spend thousands of dollars a month on excavator rental. Okay. Um,
2: Do they send you – they send you once a month,
0: don't they? No. They bill uh, – my credit card is on file with them, and the moment they pick that excavator up, they send me an emailed paid invoice where they have billed my credit card for it. Nice. So everybody does this except you, the, well, the person listening to this going, oh, shit, I guess I should start collecting, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and what's funny is a lot of business owners, they get themselves in so deep into this where – they're creating excuses. It's it's really a lack of personal accountability. They're creating excuses for themselves. They're extending the terms out to these other people so that they can have an excuse on why they foreclosed on their own business in a few years. Well, so-and-so didn't pay me. Well, so-and-so got behind on their bills. Well, so-and-so got me strung out for, you know, $87,000 in three new construction jobs. And it's like, no, you never put your foot down and you enabled all of that to happen.
1: Yeah. The, so. It, it,
0: just,
1: <sighs> Should everybody like? Listen, it's like a dumb question, but it's out of pure curiosity. Should everyone, no matter what business you have, do the card on file thing?
0: I mean, it, it no because it's not, there's yeah, actually it's not black and white either. Well, there's some either. there's some either. legal either, either, either rules, either. some national like laws that you have to abide by to keep cards on file. Oh, okay, um, sure. And so, like, without we don't keep cards on file that we can access. Our credit card processor keeps the card on file. And I can refund on that card all I want, but I cannot go back to that card and charge more without the customer's authorization. And so, um, but there's, there's a whole lot of rules there with cards on file and everything else. And so like we rent our excavators from Bobcat. Bobcat's a giant national company. Like, yeah, it's different. They're going through the hoops to uh, uh, appeal by those rules and all of that stuff. But um, if you're a one or two or three man show, you do not need to be card on file for yeah, anything.: It's just
1: like you know payment right then right there, yeah, that kind of thing. They tip
0: you know? the doordash guy Yeah. like they have ways to pay Yeah. absolutely have ways to pay yeah so I,
2: I will say we're, we're going to move on again, but you were bringing up the new construction thing. And I, I think we talked about this. We either talked about this in a tradewinds group or on, on here I don't remember, but like if if the contractor's borrowing money to get you paid, they have to put draws in. Okay. Yeah. That's like the one area of where, where you're going to have to wait. Right. Yeah. But if you don't get paid that month and you let that guy send you to another job and another job and another job, you're hundred percent right. That's on you. Yeah. Stop doing that shit. Yeah. Like you, those guys are scumbags. Okay. Well, and ultimately, Stop.
0: yeah, the guy's a scumbag for stringing you along, but you're lazy for allowing it to happen. You're literally allowing a scenario to take place for you to put the blame on the guy, on the contractor, well, a, instead of taking a, accountability and ownership for the situation you allowed to be created. Well, what you were saying about
2: just the initial thing of you're being lazy. Yeah. The The laziness comes into play where you're looking at the in you're at your office, you're looking at the invoice, and you're like, this guy's five days late. And what you say to yourself is, I'll give him two more days. Yeah. I'll give him five more days because two reasons you're either lazy or you don't like conflict yep it's one of those two things whatever one whichever one you fall under get over it figure out hey do i need to learn to be more assertive right do i need to learn to take initiative the day after i see that check's not here what is it there's a problem in there and if if you over overcome those two things and you're like, no, I'm an asshole, I'm assertive, I have no problem calling, you're calling, and you're still getting the run around, that guy's down the road. You Go just, look for more work somewhere else.
0: You just hit on the biggest problem surrounding this. Being direct and assertive does not make you an asshole. No. But most people think it does.
2: Well, most right? people in general are afraid of conflict.
0: Yes. They just are. They're afraid to have a, a tough direct... Tough conversation. It's not even a tough conversation. They're just afraid to be direct. Right? Yeah. The course. terms yeah. were you would pay me People net 30. It's now 32 days. Where's my fucking money, I bro? My end of the op- <laughs> I fulfilled my end of the obligation. Yeah. You didn't fulfill yours, right? Now, let me give you a real world scenario with this. Yeah. Dude, Johnson- I
2: see it all the time. Yeah. I'm bringing up, these are specific examples I see all the time when I'm talking to guys.
0: I'll give you a real world scenario with this. So this uh, Joko program that we're doing with these sump pumps, uh, the terms are net 21, they are supposed to electronically deposit the funds within 21 days of them receiving the invoice. Well, we send the invoice out the moment we complete the job. Okay. So we get the first round of jobs going. And and obviously there's always a little bit of a learning curve up front. So you're going to be a little bit more forgiving, right?
2: Yeah. You've got to, you've got to, develop that relationship of yeah. hey when stuff's coming in when it's going out when am I getting paid you know all that yep. stuff yeah.
0: and so we did like three jobs back to back to back to back to back like three days in a row and, and so now we're 21 days away from completing the first job and I don't have payment and I'm like well maybe they're bundling the checks because we did three back to back maybe they're bundling the checks together so I let it go like 25 days from the date of completion on the first one, which puts it at 22 or 23 days from the date of completion on the third one. And, and, and I still like don't it. have money, right? Braing. And so, yeah, so now I'm, now I'm calling the program.
2: Yeah.
0: And, and they're like, yeah, we're, you know, we've got that. It took us a couple of days to receive your invoice. I know you sent it on this day, but we didn't actually receive it until this day. It's our system's new. We're having a hard time getting the invoicing out of it. Again, new kinks and everything else. And, um, so then, um, now we're, you know, 27, 28, now we're over 30 days. Okay. So now they're nine days late and, and I've literally built our company to handle a larger volume of this work than any of the other plumbers in the program. And I don't know this at the time, but I feel like we are doing more work than any other plumber in the program. And so I had to call the program up and I'm, I had to have that tough conversation with them and just direct, right? I'm not yeah. being an asshole or anything else. Yeah. I, I was able to say like, hey, um, I fulfilled my end of the obligation. I, my business is not set up to finance the county on these repairs. Yeah, so we're
2: running out of time
0: here. Yeah, peeps. I, I told them flat out. I'm like, if you guys can't get this payment thing back into the contract we all signed to where it's net 21, I'm afraid I'm not going to be able to do any more work for you. And they were like, hold on, let me just call a, you know, a couple of people, whatever else. So within a couple hours, here comes another phone call. And they tell me they removed seven signatures out of the process to get us paid. Nice. And now they'll get it on time. Here's the fucking crazy part. Seven signatures. I know. This is a heavily it's, government it's oversighted project. It's, it's government. Yeah. Like, we've already been vetted even to be able to do the work. Yeah. And then it went through, like, seven steps to even get the individual jobs approved, and now we've got more steps involved to get us paid. Yeah. They removed seven signatures out of the payment. I don't... How many signatures do you think are left? Two. Probably seven more.
2: <laughs> if there's that I'm, many. I'm they got not kidding you. Like, I'm serious. I, just, I don't want to go on a tyrant here about government work, but that is, like, the whole reason that it's just... Like, yeah. it's ridiculous. Like, you wonder why a, a hammer costs the government $700? That's why. Yeah. Because it's got to go through 80... There's so much paper. They cut down 84 trees Yeah. to get that one fucking thing done.
0: Yeah. Damn it. Well, so then here we are like two months into... Me so mad, dude. We're like two, two and a half, three months into the program... And they have like this meeting of all the plumbers and the the big wigs and everything else, kind of like a checkup of like, oh okay, how are we doing? What's working well? What's not working well? And all this we stuff we talk
2: about it a lot. We I, you didn't and, tell me that.
0: Okay. And so um, I go to that meeting, and I know exactly how much work. Like I keep tabs on all this shit. You're like I know, me. Like you, the books are to the penny. Yeah. Like, and I know exactly how yeah. much work we've done with them and everything else. And, and Do you walk in there three, with your
2: folder like, what's up?
0: Well, like, no. Let's get into it. Three months in, we had done about $100,000 in work, right? And so here we're sitting at this meeting, and the program's like, all right, total overall, the program's done $200,000 in work, and we couldn't have done it without you, plumbers, and we really appreciate you guys like, and everything else. I did half of And all I heard was eight plumbers in the program, and I did half of it. Yeah. Our company, that not a I seven not me, other
2: guys did what you did.
0: Well, it also proved why they moved so quickly whenever I told them that we're not going to be yeah. able to keep doing this if you can't fulfill your end of the obligation. Yeah. It's because they were going to lose yeah. the plumber that was capable of doing 50% of the work. Yeah. Right?
2: And so. Well, and they wanted you to, like people that haven't listened to other podcasts, like they wanted you to do the work to start.
0: Right. Right. You know. But ultimately, all that's those what comes. go-to. You were the go-to. Oh, that's what comes from not being fearful of having those direct conversations. Yeah. Right. And I, so don't cower yeah. down on that stuff. Have the direct conversation. If you agreed to payment terms, hold them accountable to the payment terms. Yeah. Payment I, is not on Fridays. Payment is every day.
2: It, it, we're going to move on. I got just two little things and we'll roll on that. You know, the young guys in trade wins and the young guys listening to this show. And I'm sure I, I, I think I was probably this way. Like Mitch knows me. I'm not afraid of conflict. Like, I'm not. Right. I love it. Like, it fires me up. It, like, gets my blood moving. But even I would be like, oh, man, I don't want to piss them off because I want to make sure I'm maintaining that work. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's almost like a fear factor. Yeah. You have to get over that stuff, guys. Right. You just have to. We we talk about it in trade You have to get... Sometimes you got to be a... Like, I don't want to say a jerk, but you're going to feel like you're a jerk even though you're not because you're being direct. That's just something you have to do as a business owner. Yeah. You have to. It's just part of it. Right. Do you ever, um, and I only did this less than five times, um, doing big projects like that where terms, um, where there are actual written terms and you've signed them. Like, I went in there and added, hey, if you don't pay within, they were all 30. It was like, hey, it's it's 10% within the first week, yeah. it's twelve percent. You can you, have you ever done any of that?
0: I I did do it a that, handful of times. Yeah, you can do that on like business to business contracts. And it was you're big not,
2: jobs. Mine were big jobs that I was doing.
0: You're not going to be able to pull that off on like government contracts. No, simply because <laughs> there's enough people pursuing those contracts. They're just gonna yeah. They'll move on to the next one. Yeah. There
2: usually it's usually it's someone you know or it's a really on two of mine it was they were projects that were so big if i didn't get paid it was going to break me yeah so it was like hey regardless i'm putting this in here if you want me to do it this is how this is going to work yeah like and i had a lawyer it it wasn't a lot i think it was like a thousand dollars to have this drawn up yeah like it wasn't a big deal um that's just something to think about like if you're if you're getting involved into something that's really big and over your head is financially wise like it's going to break you if you don't get paid like that's something to deal to deal with or you can always have people sign lien waivers. Yep. You know, especially if you're going to have them pay uh, for material. Um, that's just something that we're not going to dive into that on this show, but yep. that's something to think about.
0: Yeah. Rule number three: Don't chew your fingernails. So obviously, if you're a plumber, minor You're clean. dealing with some shit throughout the day. The last thing you want to do.
2: I was not a boat
0: today. Is transfer that shit to your mouth, right? <laughs> So you, this this good rule number three is very similar to don't eat the last bite of your sandwich, because that's the dirty bite, right? Or uh, what I tell people all the time is being a plumber is not gross. It's licking the Dorito cheese off your fingers at lunchtime that's gross. But ultimately, ultimately you don't (laughs) chew your fingernails as a plumber, right?
2: I love you, dude.
0: Well. (laughs) How this applies to business is life, is what yeah. are we talking about? We're talking about taking the shittiest parts of the day and putting it in your mouth, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so as business owners, we're dealing with some shitty parts of the day. Sometimes it's figuratively. Sometimes it's Sometimes it's literally, right? But a lot of times we're dealing with some shitty interactions with people. Sometimes um, that shit
2: goes on like every day of the week for two weeks. Sometimes yeah. you get into a bad, just it's a bad half a month. Yeah. And it's just like I see it in Mitch. Yep. Like even after all these years being on your own, he'll come up here, he'll be mad.
0: Like, oh, man. Like, yeah. You can tell when he's had a tough day. Yeah, so, I mean, you deal We've with people, you're going to have problems, right? The world would be perfect if it weren't for people, and people be people in every day of the week. <laughs> people be people in every so, um, day. Okay, babe. As, <laughs> as a As a business owner, you're going to have teams of people, and the last thing you want to do is start chewing your fingernails with these people. And what I mean by that is, like, let's say let's say I've got a problem with Dave and David and I are working through this problem. But later on in the day, I'm having a conversation with Austin. The last want to be thing that shit over exactly. The last thing I want to be doing is chewing my nails about Dave in front of Austin. I don't want to be transferring that shit in my mouth and then regurgitate diarrhea of the mouth with all my Dave problems to Austin. Yep. Because as the leader that Austin doesn't need to hear that for one, but for two, what message does that send to Austin? The, the message it sends to Austin is, man, if he's willing to talk about Dave like this when Dave's not around, what's he willing to talk about me like when I'm not around? Yeah. Right? It's bad. And it's super bad. You don't want your employees doing this either, but it's, I mean, it's actual business suicide if you do it as the leader of the business. I will tell you specifically, when
2: I was first in management at HVAC, like, I, dude, I broke this rule all the time. Yeah. Like, it everybody was, does. Dude, I did it, too. Was, it was bad. Yep. Like, I would literally. Like, I would go to one job, and the guys would have messed up all kinds of stuff, and I'd go to the next job, and I'd be like, you won't believe what those dipshits over there are doing. Exactly. You know? Like, and you didn't know any better at the time, because it was just, you're young, and you're dumb.
0: Well, you want to... Like, it was,
2: like, literally, and then, like, two weeks later, like, you'd get pulled aside, and your boss would be like, dude. Or, the worst was, my friend Travis pulled me like, dude what are you doing? Yeah. Like, you can't be talking shit on it. You're their boss now. Yeah. Like, like it's a slap in the face, you know? Yeah. Luckily I had a good friend, like be like, dude, you, wh- stop. Right. Like, well, and here's why you can't do that. You got to be m- mature and responsible. Well, here's why you're tempted just,
0: to do it young. You're uh, especially if you don't, if you don't have leadership skills, you're tempted to do it because if I have a rough interaction with Dave and I go to Austin, I feel in the moment now this is not right, but it feels in the moment like I'm bettering my relationship with Austin by talking about this issue I'm having with Dave. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um
1: Dave's
0: and so a Dick. Right. Now, <laughs> the flip side of this. It's okay to talk about leadership qualities from one employee to another. It's okay to talk about um it's okay to talk about how another's behavior is affecting the culture of the company, but you got to be very careful that you're not knocking the other guy. Okay.
2: You can speak in generalities, but not specifically about someone.
0: Right. Right. And, and you can say like, Hey, as you like, if I'm talking to Austin, Hey, as you probably know, Dave's pretty upset. And well, it's because, you know, Dave's thinking this way. And he's wrong in that thought. And I'm trying to get him around to it. But, you know, like you can be having those kinds of conversations, but you are not talking trash about your one employee to another employee. Yeah. And so it's a very dicey one to handle. And it's better to just not say anything. If you're worried that you might say the wrong thing. Yeah. A
2: hundred percent.
0: And I've, I've made this mistake before and I'm sure I'll make it again. This is one of the more common mistakes you're going to have when you're trying to lead teams of people.
2: Well, sometimes you're like, you don't even mean to do it. You'll go to a job or whatever, or next job, or you'll be talking to somebody and you just vent and you don't even realize you're, you know what I mean? Yep. It's not like you're doing it intentionally. You're just, you're mad, you're upset, you're whatever. You're just trying to get something off your chest so you can move on. And you don't even realize that you've aired your dirty laundry in front of somebody you shouldn't have. You know, like that that's an honest mistake and it happens. But you have to be conscious of who you're talking to, what you're talking about. Because like you were saying, whoever you're saying it to is going to say, oh man, does he talk about me this way? Right. Or... That guy is friends with that guy, and they're gonna get together and be talking about it and now you're an ass right you know what I mean right like that's all you're doing in that in those scenarios, whether you mean to or not is you're just creating a cancer and what even if even if there's not a blow up for two weeks three weeks four weeks they like, remember it they remember that stuff and that stuff grows and then they a new employee comes on and they tell them what you did and like it just grows and festers and moves on. You don't, you may not even have meant to do it. Yeah. But you may have created a situation that now is a problem. Yeah. Six months later. So just like be cognizant of what you're talking, how you're talking, who you're talking to and instead of like Venting to one of the managers or whatever, go home and yell at your wife for a while. That's what I do. <laughs> just Go home. You know what that son of a bitch Mitch did today on the pod? That motherfucker. <laughs> you know, like, I, like yeah. it's just to be honest. Like, like, let's just take that for like. Obviously, I'm joking, but if, if your spouse, if you and your spouse are close, and you need a vent. Yeah. Like that is what your spouse is for, man, woman, whatever. Right. Now, if they're the type of person that can't handle it, obviously that's, you know, that's different. But like just having that outlet, like if Mitch were to call me, dude, this happened, this happened, blah, 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 blah. He would say, dude, don't say anything. You know what I mean? Like he's just venting. Right. You know, that's different. Don't do that shit at home or not at home, at work. To whoever you're talking to. Well, and managers, it's, whatever.
0: And it's not it's not to say you can't vent, right? There's times no, where I'll chat careful, with Dave. Man. There's, careful. there's times where I'll chat with Dave about issues I've got in my team, and I am venting. I'm not bitching at the guys. I'm venting about the issue so I can seek Dave's advice on the issue. Yeah. I'm, different. I'm giving Dave all of the parameters of the dynamics and so that way he can help give me advice, right? I've got several people that I do that with. Um Austin spends more time with me than probably any other employee in the company just because he's yeah. our video guy. Yeah. So Austin gets to hear a lot about what's going on with other people in the company. Got a lot of
2: dirt over there, huh, Austin?
0: I do what yeah. I can to keep like like sometimes Austin has to sit there and overhear me have a tough conversation with somebody else in the company.
2: Yeah. Just because he's in the he's Just in because the he's in the truck
0: with me, right? Yeah. But I do everything. want to. I
2: guarantee it. He's the, thinking this motherfucker.
0: The guiding light with all of that is if you keep your conversation centered around your core values and where that person is in violation of the core values and where they're adhering to the core values, yeah. then it sends the message both ways, inadvertently to Austin, but also to the guy, that this isn't subjective. I'm not just picking on you for a difference of opinion. I'm picking on you because you're not in alignment with the core values. And then the message Austin hears is if I'm not in alignment with the core values, I'm going to have a similar conversation like that. Right. So that's kind of a, a double win. Right. And it's not gossiping. I'm not venting necessarily. It's, it's here's a breach of the core values. It's an example of the breach of the core values, and this is how it impacts the company. Yeah. So that's how you handle not chewing your fingernails with your guys. We're
2: going to move on here. I got just one more thing. Um, you know we talk about you know venting and have someone to when you're in a high pressure job environment, whether you're a manager of a lot of guys, whether you're a business owner or whatever, when you're dealing with um tons of money when you're dealing with headaches when you're dealing, you have to have someone you can go to that you trust mm-hmm. to vent things dude last week was it last week I messaged Mitch, hey dude, what do you think about this yep like it, it he I trust him hundred percent. Like he I know that he's gonna be honest with me and say, Hey, you're effing up in this area. I think you should be doing this. And I and I know I'm gonna get the truth from him. Right. Like, and then we talk on the call later. I ask him the same questions to get more answers. If you don't if you're in a high pressure situation and you don't have someone like that, you need to get someone like that. You're gonna
0: implode real quick. You will implode real quick. You yeah.
2: have to have one or two people that you can trust and go to and say, Hey man. Yep, I need some. I need some hard truth here. I need some hard. Like, what do you think? Yep. And it doesn't matter what that is. It doesn't matter if it's a friend, a pastor, a father, a mother. It it doesn't matter what it is. But if you're in a high pressure situation, yep, you have to have one of those. Don't yeah. don't do what a lot of us do. And like, it took me a long time to get to like this place where I can just like let it all out. And say, hey, tell me what to do here. What do you think? Right. Like we all have trust issues we all want to be big burly. Hey, I'm the baddest mother effort. Like I don't need help. Sometimes you just got to have someone to be like, Hey dude, what do you think?
0: Yeah. Find somebody. If you don't, nobody who's ever done anything notable, got there by themselves. They had a giant support system of people. Yeah. Like I literally just made a Facebook post about that the other day. Um, You yeah. know, one, one big misconception about success is that people are doing it all on their own. And what people yeah. don't see is the giant support system of people that are you know, providing positivity and encouragement to them. Yeah. So you need to get that in your life if you don't have it. Yeah. That's part of why we created Tradewinds, actually, yeah. is to create a <laughs> a board of advisors for any small company out there to where you can bounce all these ideas off of the entire group of trade. It's not even bouncing the ideas off David and I. Yeah. It's bouncing the ideas off of a board of advisors. Dude, those guys make, they
2: make more decisions and more money off those decisions talking to each other. Yeah. Then, then they probably, this is bad, but like probably more than they do with us. Well, and like that's, it's just, it's just how it
0: is. That's why you know? the, the bigger trade wins gets the more valuable it becomes to every single one of its members, because you get that many more insightful people yeah. willing to contribute. So yeah. Um, rule Move number on, four, Mitch. wash your hands before you pee. I don't know
2: what this means.
0: (laughs) A lot of people think, oh, you got to wash your hands after you pee, but not if you're a plumber because your hands are gross, right? Remember that Dorito cheese and that last bite of the sandwich? The last thing you want to do is touch your private part with that dirty hand. You're grossing me out. Hey. (laughs) The last two topics, bro. It's just just life, dude.
2: (laughs) No, my life is not having (laughs) poop and Dorito juice on my hands and then touching my wang. Well, that's.
0: uh... (laughs) I'm just saying. (laughs) So we wash our hands before oh, we pee. Shit, so rule dude. number four is actually similar to rule number three, where we don't chew our nails and we don't carry that to other people in the company. Only washing your hands before you pee is a little bit more intimate, right? It's, you're talking about your private parts here. So what this has to do with is is basically wash your, cleanse your your mind of everything going on from the day before you walk into your house. Do not take the stresses of work home. Don't do what Dave did and go bitch at your wife because you had a bad day at work. <laughs> is essentially what I'm saying. So she lo- she loves it because I don't
2: tell her a lot of things. Yeah, like I, you know what I? It it's it, I don't want to be off topic, but it's kind of it's probably a flaw. Like I feel like I'm protecting her from having to worry about the things that I'm worrying about. Right. You know what I mean? But yeah, that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother day. Well,
0: and and. Very commonly, men do not do a very good job of uh letting women know what they're thinking. Men are pretty stoic, men just operate in silence, and they don't they're not over communicative. And no, so we build
2: cities, get out of the way.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and and so that's
2: that's what we say.
0: The last thing you want to do is go from being stoic to like dumping a shit sandwich on your family when you walk in the door, right? Yeah, because they're
2: they're literally overwhelmed That you, they're like oh i'm getting what i've wanted yeah and then they're like halfway through oh shit i didn't realize it was gonna be that much crap yeah. like
0: you know what i mean yep and so uh i can't tell you how many times i've driven home from work in dead silence not even a radio call not anything right no nothing on the radio to, i
2: listen to the radio dude to so that
0: i don't just implode well sometimes you just need to be with your thoughts right yeah. Um I'm and to every, shut those things down. Every guy listening to this show has done this. You pull into the driveway and you sit there, you turn the truck off, and you just sit there holding the wheel, yep. staring off into space. Don't even realize because you, spent you 20 need a few minutes, minutes yeah. right? Oh man, it's been twenty minutes I'm sitting out here.
2: Janine's called me. And are yeah. you okay? Like, yeah. are you home? I heard you pull in.
0: Like she knows. Yep. You know. Yep. And so um, I That's used to example, dude. I used to come home and like dump on my wife. And, you know, all the stresses of the day, I would just dump them straight onto her. And now it's evolved into keeping open lines of communication well enough with her to where sometimes she already knows. But other times I can even give her a heads up and I can say, hey, I'm just giving you a heads up. I've had a really rough day. So if you could have a quick conversation with the kids so that they don't bombard me with a thousand questions and and demand my attention the moment I like, if I could come in and just decompress a little bit
2: for five minutes, just
0: give me some cushion. Right. Yeah. And, and she'll like, I cannot tell you how valuable that is. With Um, your two
2: boys. I can, I can only imagine. Right. (laughs) Right. Like that's not a dig. Like, but uh,
0: like, yeah, I get it. Well, and your kids, your kids, you know, look up to your, you as, as parents and they want to share with you their day and everything else. And the last thing you want to do is take a kid who wanted nothing more than dad to come home and yeah. talk about yeah. catching the ball or getting the girl or acing the test or whatever. Yep. And dad's like, leave me alone. I'm in a bad mood. And and you yeah. just totally deflated your kid, right? So yeah. if you can talk to your spouse ahead of time and say, hey, it's been a day. Can
2: yeah.
0: Can you, you know, have the kids give me a little bit of space or do you mind if I, you know, take some time to myself as soon as I get home or whatever. Um, happy
2: hour is a thing. Happy hour. I know, I know a lot of people don't drink or whatever, but like eat, like just like get home, have one beer, sit on the deck in the summertime. Like, yeah, the amount of what, how do I want to say it? The amount of peace you can get from for 10 minutes of just quiet yeah. is amazing.
0: And, and the wrong thing to do is do not come home and scroll on social media. If you're in oh, that no. mood. No. That if, just makes it worse. Yeah, if you're in you're that out mood at that time at that point. Social media is so in tune with your moods. Social media knows more about your moods than anything else. And they can tell your moods by which as you're scrolling, which posts or which videos you stop and watch and which posts or which videos you scroll right on past. If you're in a bad mood, you're probably more likely to watch a a disastrous video like some damage happening to something or someone or people getting in fights or arguments or something like that. If you're in a good mood, they know that you're probably more likely to stop on something humorous, right? All that's going to do is drive you farther into your bad mood. Yeah. So if you, if you know that you've got to have the discipline and the awareness to recognize, all right, I'm not in the best of moods. I need just some quiet time.
2: Yeah. And what we, you know, we were talking about on the topic before that about, um, being able to, you know, decompress and not, um, not let that stuff take over your life. Yeah, like this is the same thing. When yeah. you go home, that stuff is taking over your life. Yep, it's completely changing who you are, and you know it. Yeah, you know what I mean. And what that does is it makes your home is supposed to be your safe place, yep. right? Your place to reconnect. Your place to relax. If you take that stuff home with you, that no longer exists. Yeah. You've, you, you didn't just quote unquote bring that stuff home with you. You brought that stuff home, gave it food, water, and then adapted that to your home. And now it is like owns you. Yeah. That's what's happening there. Yeah. And it's, it's very hard for a lot of guys to do to, di- to disconnect. Yeah. But you have to be able to do it. Yeah. You have to be able to do it. And it's hard for some guys, it's extremely hard. Yeah. They take that stuff personal and they live it every second of every day, every day of the
0: year. Yeah. Um, but they've got to you've got to be able to figure out a way to and, and to let go of it. Sometimes you can't fully let go of it. Sometimes you have to put it aside, come home and be the responsive, listening, caring father that your kids need for the first hour that they see you. Because as most kids, they're going to come in, you're going to walk in the door and they're going to be crazy excited. They want to tell you about their, the thing that happened or the girl or the guy or the, yeah. the, the, the sport thing or the test or the teacher or whatever, right? And then as most kids, they're, they're going to lose their attention with you and they're going to go back and do their own thing, right? So yeah, independent kids for sure. Yeah, so you're going to give them the attention that they need and deserve, right, when you first walk in the door. And then you're going to wait them out and you're going to give them all the attention that they need. And then you're going to let them naturally do what they do anyway. And they're going to cycle back to their TV show or their video game or playing outside or whatever. And then you've got your time again, right? Yeah. And, and, All right, so you've newly started your company and you're trying to pinch pennies. However, you don't realize the biggest thing that's hurting you right now is not gathering all of your information into one spot and making it super efficient for you to use. So the answer is field pulse. It gets you off of paper tickets. It gets you off of all of that crazy office work at the end of the day and reconciling all that stuff. And it lets you organize everything with ease. It puts it all into the computer. It actually puts it all into the cloud. So it's not even putting it on your computer and it lets you organize your customers, it lets you organize all of your service calls. Heck, it'll even route you to your service call. And the best part is, even after all of that, you'll probably realize about a 100% growth in your business just in the first year of using Field Pulse. So, if you'd like to check out Field Pulse and see what great looks like, click on the link in the description of this show.
2: Kids are weird, uh, everyone's in a different place. Like, like mine's real, she's 10 now, so mm-hmm. she's super independent, but she's just like what you said. She'll come home, daddy, daddy, daddy. She's 10. She still calls me daddy. And and, and I'll ask her questions. She'll answer a few. And eh, I don't want to talk, you know? Yep. And then we'll spend literally 45 minutes an hour and then she'll leave. Yep. And then she'll come back like three hours later and want to sit with me or do whatever, you know? Yeah. And I'll ask her questions. She won't answer the questions. It's di- if you have two kids that if you have a kid that's three and one, it's different. Yeah. Now you're on dad duty all night. Yeah. You're not going to get that time till they go to bed. Yep. Obviously, that's going to change as they get older, but that's you know that's a whole other animal, yeah. right? That's like you just have to, you have to be able to buckle down for that time. If your wife's at home, husband's at home with the kids, whatever, like you have to. It's not going to be an hour. Yeah, it's going to be three hours, four hours before yeah. you get that time.
0: And you got to be careful too. Like there's a there's a common reference with dogs about how dogs are a part of your life for a small piece of your life, but you are everything to that dog for their entire life it's very similar with kids, right? Yeah. Obviously kids are a lot more connected to you than a dog. Of course. However, when you the walk same home, works. yeah. When you walk into mm-hmm. the door, you are everything to your kid for that short little bit of span. The last thing you want to do is deflate your kid by barking at them or dad's had a rough day. Leave me alone. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, be careful with how you do that. And the same works with your spouse too. So, uh, no, again, not mine, but most, most. most. Mine's crazy. She, um, um, the, the, whatever.
2: This, <laughs> that's what she says to me. Whatever. <laughs> you you want to be able
0: to keep the open line of communication. You don't want your spouse to find out you've had a shitty day because you came home charged up. You yeah. want if you've had a shitty day, you want your spouse to have the heads up that you had the shitty day, and so that that way they yeah. can they they can be prepared for the spouse that's getting ready to walk through the door. Yeah. And and, it's... and maybe like if the spouse wanted you to do dishes or vacuum or whatever, they're probably going to get you a little bit of grace and they're probably not going to pepper you with that the moment you walk in the door if they know you've had a shitty day. If you didn't do a good enough job of communicating that to them, well, you've got a big old massive blow up waiting to happen because you're already charged up and now they're asking more of you the moment you walk in the door and everything else. Well, so, and
2: it's newlyweds for sure yeah like if you're like if you're under five years like you're still feel like everyone oh i've been married five six years like when i had been married that long i was like oh i know everything there is she knows everything about me yeah no yeah like you don't like there's another level janine and i will be married 20 years in may like now she like i don't i don't have to call her and say i had a tough day like i walk in the door And she sees me and she knows. Yeah. Like whether it's been tough, whether it's been great, whether it's whatever. But if you're newlywed and like, yes, communication is key. Yeah. They talk about it all the time. And like, I don't want to get off tangent here on something else, but um, communication is key. Yeah. And like you were saying, guys are bad about it. Yeah. If you're newlywed, if you're under five years, six years, eight years, whatever, Mitch is right.
0: Yeah. You
2: got to be able to like even a text. Hey, I'm on my way home. Today effing
0: sucked. Yep, that's all I they could, need. I could really—that's the warning I, they needed. I got—I right
2: got to relax for ten minutes when we get home today, babe. I'll see you then. Like yep. that's all it takes, guys. If you're—if you're a stoic ass and you don't communicate well, that's literally all you have to say.
0: Yeah, and another another thing too. I I will take the opportunity to say this. Um, date night—it's gotta happen. Oh, and. Um, we're going to talk about that then (laughs) I'm a, I'm a staunch (laughs) advocate for date night. I didn't used to be. Yes, you are. And, um, it is so freaking important. The most important person or the most important relationship in your house is the relationship between the man and the woman, not between the parents and the children. And so many people get it wrong. They think that their kids come before their spouse. They do. And that is the wrong way to look at it, and it's a recipe for divorce. <clears throat> your most important person, in, like if my kids ask me, I mean you could go downstairs after we've done recording this and, and say, hey, who's the most important person in this house to your dad? They, there is no question about the it. Most, they will say mom. The most important
2: person to their dad the, oh, if I asked one of them. If, okay. if you asked one of them, hey, okay. I, who's I, I in was this house, think who's more you, important. You were saying.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, we don't sugarcoat it. Well, We flat out tell them. Mom is more important than I tell them. Mom is more important to me than you two boys. That's not to say you two are not important, but that's to say she comes first. That's interesting. And the reason why is because your children need to see a good, healthy, strong relationship between the parents. If the children see a weak relationship between the parents where each parent would value the children over each other, then you're not setting a good example of what a healthy relationship looks like to your children. And that's,
2: that's not... How do
0: I say this? Like, rule number one
2: at the house is, and, and we've talked about this before. This isn't the first time we've talked about this. Number one, we have one kid, it's Layla. Like right. the number one most important thing, and we've even talked about this in Tradewinds. The number one most important thing for humanity is raising the next generation. Exactly. I would never in my life want my wife to put my needs above Layla's. Ever. It it, it doesn't matter. It, if she does, or if I say or think I want her to put my needs above hers, that's selfish on my part. Right the 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 real problem we kind of have, and I'm not talking about you uh, the real problem we have in society now is the lack of selfless um things that everyone does, like everyone is me, me, me me, me all the time. right That is what has created a lot of problems for our society in general. yeah, it's like for us it, it has to be kids first. Well, it's You know what I mean? Like it doesn't that doesn't mean for one second that like my wife's not important to me. It's not like like and you were saying that like that's a um that's a reason for divorce like in our in, in a recipe. In our relationship, it's not. Like well, there's there's no way. We I mean we've been married almost 20 years. There mm-hmm. is no like that's not even Like, those things do not go hand in hand for us.
0: Well, let's analyze some differences with your marriage compared to most these days. Okay. You guys were married 10 years before you had a child. Yes. Most people aren't even married before they have children. It's because they're idiots. Well, right. But what I'm saying is it's understood that Janine is more important to you than anything else, and that allows you to divert the focus onto your daughter. So... I'm not saying that
2: you you can't have. So if someone if if a couple has a child before they're married or they have a child within one year or two years or three years or four years or whatever. You shouldn't compound a uh, and I'm going to say mistake, but I don't mean mistake. Mm -hmm. I don't know another word to use it by then putting your child second again. You know what I mean? Well, like you can't you can't do that. And the, I, mistake's the wrong word. I don't I, I don't yeah. know how to phrase that.
0: And it's it's prominent. not necessarily putting your child second. It is it is making sure your child knows where they stand in the hierarchy of the house. And and what I'm saying is most children watch their parents place the children independently more important than each individual spouse. And when they get divorced, like the, the, the divorce conversations already happening, even while they're married, you're not going to treat my daughter that way. No, it's not your daughter. It's our daughter. Right. Um yeah. Or y- you, you see a lot of that happening because the parents are idolizing the children over their spouse at a higher level. And it's like, well, without your spouse, the child would have never been there. And if you want your child to grow up seeing what a healthy relationship looks like, they have to see that their parents place a high level of importance on each other. And that helps deliver that unified parenting front. So, in other words, my kids know Wednesday night's date night, and there's, they, they know that there's nothing they can do to affect that. It's happening no matter what. Yeah. And, and if they wanted to go out to a movie on Wednesday night, we'd be like, well, it's date night. And they would be like, damn. Like they 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 know they can't even campaign against it.
2: Yeah, well, and um, like I don't want to get to, into a big thing here. These this is a good conversation.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: The, when you say hierarchy of the house, like putting, how do I say this? Well, I, I putting think... your spouse above the child doesn't negate the hierarchy of the house. The hierarchy of the house is like in order. When I think of hierarchy, I think of who's in charge. Dad's in charge. Mom's underneath dad. <clears throat> children are after that. You know, like that's the quote unquote family unit. Mm-hmm. Okay. As long as that is understood and as long as the child knows that, hey, mom's in charge of me, dad's in charge of me, but they both equally look at each other and say, hey, we have to take care of this child first regardless of what's happening. Like, like, that is a what i would say is the healthiest relationship yeah. there you know what i mean yeah there does that make sense yeah you you but I would, look like we were saying earlier, and I want to get back to date night here. I, like, I don't want to drag
1: this on forever. We, right. We've been bad about that lately. Well, I think you guys, you're arguing the same point. You yeah, just, we're we're in we agreement are, with it. We, we just, just have, like, David has a little bit different
0: perspective because he was married for 10 years before he had a kid, whereas most people yeah. have yeah. a kid and then get married two or three years later. Well, yeah. it's like, it's and the this thing is, you
1: have, there's importance on your relationship with your significant, your spouse, and because of that, you're able to, be a better father, mother to your child. So yeah. it's not like, yeah. I think it's not saying to a person you're more important. It's like this relationship is the most important because without this relationship, we can't give our kids. So it's like one of those things. Like if they, it's like a, it's a sum up. It's like a sum up. Yes, yeah. it, it is
2: a sum up. And it's yeah. and and we're not arguing this point. We're no, just, no, no, no. Like the best, <laughs> the best uh, topics we have on the show that are debated are like. Equally, we both have equal points and give perspective for other yeah. people that are you know, going through hard times and everything. I will say, what am I supposed to do about date night? Like, this is what I'm going to say, and then you, you tell me what I'm supposed to do. Um, work Monday, um, I have calls Monday night. Mm-hmm. Tuesday, work, calls Tuesday night. Wednesday, Layla has soccer. Janine takes her to soccer. Right. Thursday night, we have calls. Friday night, Janine works. Saturday night, Janine works. Sunday night, Janine works. Right. I'm out of days. Yeah. What am I supposed to do, Mitch? You got to find a way. What am I supposed to do? So... We have... We usually just... We usually... So our date is usually lunch, Monday or Tuesday. Yeah. Like we... Maybe it's
0: not date night. Maybe it's day date, right? That's what we try to do. Like, and it's
2: and it's hard. Like, we're like everybody else. We only have one kid. We're like everybody else. We we both work. Like, she loves to work. (laughs) Yeah. I shouldn't say loves to work, but she's not one of those people that could... Um, not have a job or something to do like I like even if she was were, was able to retire like she would work at like the goodwill you know like she would volunteer her time yeah, yeah yeah like she is she's high energy all that kind of stuff but that's where we're all at well, we're all at we're all busy people have three kids there's all this commotion and everything and I know what Mitch is going to say You have to make time. Mm -hmm. You do have to make time. If you don't make time, there's no fucking point. Damn it.
0: Yeah. Like, there's
2: just not. If, If you and your spouse don't spend at least a little quality time together without the kids, whether it be during the day, whether it be at night, whether it be whenever, you will resent each other. Yeah. There will be a wall built there. From silence that you don't even know is being built because you're not communicating. This is like what and, we were talking about earlier. It just it, it is what it is.
0: And it has to be a dedicated time each week that's planable, predictable, and you can prepare for it. You can't do the whole well. We do date night when we can, right? Soccer practice got rained out, and so we did date night. Like you can't leave it up to circumstances to allow you to have date night you need to place such a high level of importance on dating your spouse that it happens no matter what. And, and believe it or not, because I post on social media very frequently about how important date night is. And I do that on purpose because keep in mind a year and a half ago, I damn near got divorced and we didn't start date night until after that. And I wish we would have started it since before we even got married. Um, and looking back on it now, we had so many opportunities for date night. So many. Like, you have friends. You have friends with kids. You can literally say, hey, you watch our kids on Tuesday nights. We'll watch your kids on Wednesday nights. And you get date night on Tuesdays. They get date night on Wednesdays. Nobody's paying sitters. And yeah. everybody wins. Yeah. You know, there's, there's plenty of opportunities to make date night a thing. And date night doesn't have to be fancy. Well, I can't tell you how be. many times we've gone to the grungy Mexican place and the bill's like twenty seven dollars.
2: And it's not, it's not date, it's not
0: date night, quote unquote, mo- dinner and a movie. It's
2: dedicated time spent together. Yeah. Sometimes our date night is on Wednesdays. If I'm not completely zonked and she takes Layla to soccer, I go with her and we sit on a bench over wherever exactly, and we watch Layla play soccer and we talk about. something yeah. You know what I mean? It's not. It's not that it's. Quote, unquote, we got to get dressed up and we got to go out. Right. Date night is really like when I think of what date night actually is, is I think of dedicated time together. To talk about shit like that's like, that's really what like without distraction
0: for. You know what I mean? For Danielle and I, it has more to do with the commitment to to uphold date night than the date night itself. It has more to do with the That's fact that we made yeah. a promise to each other that this is happening every Wednesday no matter what. Even if we aren't in the mood, Yeah, it's still happening because it's a simple promise. And the moment you start wavering on that, then all hell can break loose. And so even if you're not in the best of moods or you had a crappy day, cool, we'll go to the grungy Mexican restaurant and we'll sit there in virtual silence Yeah, and we'll just be happy that we upheld our commitment to date night. Like, and then by the end of it, by the end of it, you might be chatting and talking. It it just kind of depends. I mean, we started date night after we damn near got divorced. And I can I can vividly remember, I don't know, the first eight date nights. She wanted to punch you in the face. They weren't great. She just looked right at you. But we made the promise to each other to to do date night and we stuck to it. And there were both times where it's like, I'm not really feeling it. You're not really feeling it. But if we if we can't uphold this promise to each other, then we're fucked. So let's go. And we drive to the restaurant in silence and we sit there in virtual silence and we drive home, but we at least upheld that commitment to each other. And that is a whole lot healthier than sitting on the couch next to each other in silence and scrolling on our own phones and, or, or watching a movie and not being with each other. Even though yeah. you're sitting right next to each other. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, so,
2: I a hundred percent know what you
0: mean. It is. It is massively important, and and I get messages all the time from people that that they see it and they wonder like, how do you pull it off? How can I pull it off? Oh, well, it works for you, it wouldn't work for me. And I'll I'll shoot them scenarios of like, here's how you would make it work for you, and they'll be like, oh, I never thought about that. Yeah. And then people that actually start doing date night, I've never heard one person regret it, not one. Yeah. And. And this does not mean like you have to wait until you have kids to have date night. I wish we would have started it long before we like even before we got married.
2: You know, I didn't ever realize that we actually so like before Leia was that we had date night and I didn't ever realize we had date night. Like either Friday or Saturday night, we always went out. Yeah, like we did. Like sometimes we would go with friends. Most of the time, it one of the nights was usually with friends. One of it was usually just us. Yeah, you know what I mean. But I didn't. I didn't even realize that's... You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, okay, that's just our time.
0: Right. You know? That's just... That's our time. It's kind of like guys that do, like, bowling league. league. Are they really passionate about bowling, or are they really passionate about getting around the group of guys that they can open up and talk about with and and share their... it has
2: nothing to do with what they're doing.
0: Right. Bowling is the... Bowling's dumb. It's something to do to drink beer,
2: get a little physical activity, and talk to your friends about shit you don't want to talk to anyone else about. Yeah. That's, that's, what, that's what that is.
0: Have that same le- level of dedication to your spouse you know and what? watch what happens to your relationship. Man, I've, tried, I, I've thought about getting a poker night together like once a month for guys only. Yeah.
2: I should. Well, I don't have one of those groups anymore. I just don't. Yep. Like, but, but I got Mitch, so I can call him and be like,
1: <laughs> I can tell you, know, like, hey, dude, hey, like, what am I supposed to do here? Right. Well, I mean, it's, it can be so cheap, like, for my wife. I mean, I don't know how many times it's just, you can rent a movie for $4 and a bag of popcorn's 5 so there's like yeah. your date yeah. night is five bucks. Well, well, you're
2: talking about the movie. What movie do we want? We're going to do this. You're talking for 30 minutes. You're watching the movie. Oh, I can't believe that. Yeah. Then you watch the movies over and you're talking about... The, you're I, right. will, I,
0: I will say there is power in getting out of the household. In other words, if you don't get out of the household, then well, date, date night's not much more... I'm not saying you absolutely have to, but what I'm saying is if you don't get out of the household... Then date night doesn't hold much more weight than any other night of the week where you're spending it in the household. Uh, d- just devil's advocate here.
2: It's different for people. Like so, for you guys, I say that uh, is a hundred percent correct. She works from home. You work from home a lot. You're yeah. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For people that don't work from home, that don't you know that are yeah, out all the time retreat. anyway. That it, it's not as big a deal. Well, yeah, that, we, that's all. That, that's, that's all so, I'll say about that. That's something like, They're going a lot. Yeah, know. we
1: go out a lot, and two, it's like. We set a time, like, hey, 8 p.m. tonight, and so we're each, like, getting ready, and we're picking out a movie, and get popcorn, and so... Yeah, but it's dedicated time.
2: Yeah. That's what's important. Yeah.
0: It's
1: dedicated time.
0: And I only only wanted to say that just because people will fall into the trap of, like, a half commitment to date night, where Mm. it's like, well, it's date night, but the kid's crying, and so now we got to go handle the kid. Or it's date night, but all the other normal household things are happening... And so it's not really it's kind of like committing it, the time to each other. It's
2: kind of like the same thing that Victor was talking about at the event about um, in, in, don't work out of your house, like mm-hmm. get a space so that you have somewhere to go every day. It's kind of the same thing. Yeah. Like, you know, w- when you, I, and I don't want to say this about everyone because I'm not this way. Some people, when they work from home, they're super unproductive yeah, because they're lazy. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they just won't push themselves. Yeah. Like, and and I get what he was saying with that. Some people need to be the F out of the house. Yeah. Like, my office is out of the house, but it's only 100 feet down in the barn. I don't need that push because I'm not,
0: like, I'm a self-motivator. But some people... Dude, I'm more productive sitting right here in this room working on my computer than I am taking this computer down to my couch. Some people, if you're undisciplined,
2: you need that. Yeah. If you're disciplined, you don't. Because it doesn't matter if you're in the truck driving on a vacation... It doesn't matter. You know what I mean? You're Mm going to figure out a way to get things done. Yeah. But for a lot of people, like you were talking about with date night, for you to get that disconnect, you do need to leave the house.
0: Yeah. And we're not talking a lot of money. Again, we're not talking fancy dates. We're not talking fancy dress. We're not talking fancy restaurants. If it's
2: summertime, go to a park. Yeah. Go to Burr Oak Woods and walk... Two miles of trails. No, yeah, We've done that a ton yeah. of times. Yeah, yeah. It's, just it's free. like it yeah. doesn't have to be. Like you don't have to spend money. No, it's the dedicated time, and yeah. I don't want to just like it's, beat this fucking horse to death. Well, it. you kind of have to, do.
0: is what I'm saying, because there's a do. lot of people that are like, you
2: do. like how many people <laughs> in trade wins, like, so you've always posted that, mm-hmm. and I mean forever. Yeah. I see them all the time. I'm tired of freaking seeing it, but. Like how many of those guys do we talk to that are like, oh man, my relationship this and, you know, this and that. And oh hey, now we're doing date night. And then you see their posts. Yeah. Hey, went to date night. Went to date night. Went to date night. And then those most of those guys, their businesses are the strongest. Yeah. And you know we we talk about before you start your business, in trade winds, if your spouse isn't on board, you're screwed. It literally takes it takes both of you. And I don't, I don't want to drag this out, but they've done that, obviously, and yep. they're dedicating time to their spouse, and their business is flourishing. It's not that, it's not that one of those equates to success. It's that the, the whole of their relationship and their relationship with their business and all of that stuff is flourishing yep. because it's, it, all that stuff is together. Does that there, make sense?
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, a lot of people misunderstand Fixed what success words. is. You could have all the money in the world but if you suck at relationships and your health is in bad condition, you are not successful. You're rich. Okay. If, if you have an amazing uh, physique, okay, you've obviously dedicated yourself to fitness, but you are broke and you suck at relationships. You're not successful. You're You're just fit. Right. And the flip side You could have the best relationship with your spouse under the sun. However, if you're broke and you're obese or unhealthy as all get out, then all you are is good at relationships. For success to take place, it takes dedicated effort in all three areas. Financial, physical, and emotional slash relational. It takes all three of those to be considered successful.
2: Yeah, and you don't have to be... Like when you say fit, you don't have to be yoked. No, you just have to be going on walks three days a week.
0: Success is practicing discipline in all three areas. That's yeah. all it is.
2: Yeah, it's it's effort. Yeah, it's hey, I have some effort so that I'm in good shape, so that if when I have a child and I can be a good father and I can go out <clears throat> and play soccer with them, yeah, you know what I mean, or I can um, I can run around. People don't understand that, like if you have a little kid. Their energy level is 75 more times mm-hmm. better than... You. you have to be able to be out there with them. Like, well, that's it, part of being a good parent is, yeah, you know, having the stamina just, just to... Literally just to be doing things with them at the park. Yeah. Like, you just... You know what I mean? That... well, You can't be a slob. Uh, it just is what it is.
0: The definition of discipline is doing the things that you don't necessarily want to do, but that you have to do. Okay? So... Jerky. Like... <laughs> Um, you know, sometimes I don't want to save money, but I have to. And if I want to be successfully finance, if I want to be financially successful, I knew what you meant, (laughs) then I have to save the money. Right. Sometimes I don't want to go on date night, but I got to be disciplined to it. Yeah. You know, sometimes I don't want to, to go to the gym, but I'm not successful unless I do. So it's a a matter of staying committed to those things. The
2: gym. Like, I don't go to the gym. We have an elliptical. Mm -hmm. Like, I I know. So I wore my tool belt four days last week. Like, my joints hurt already, my hips and my knees and stuff. So I use the elliptical. Man, I've been trying to run. So I'll run two miles on that thing, and I try to do it in under 15 minutes. Usually I do it in, like, 1330, which, I mean, that's moving, right? Mm -hmm. And then I'll lift weights after that. The last three times, I thought I was going to throw up, man. Yeah. I got it. Like, and I, so I don't want to do it. Like, yeah. the next time I'm like, I do not want to go down there and do that. And then when I'm done, I don't want to go out to the barn and lift weights. Right. Because I literally hate it. Yeah. It's awful. Yeah. I forgot how much I hate working out. I hate it.
0: But, but, it's what's required.
2: I want to look good. I want to, I shouldn't say that. I really don't care about like looking like I'm some kind of yoked guy, but I want to be able to strap on a backpack and go to Colorado and elk hunt and not feel like I'm going to die. Yeah. You know what I mean? I want to be in shape for myself. Well, you know what I mean? There's, and that's the discipline it takes. I hate it. I hate it every time I do it.
0: Yeah. A body at rest stays at rest. A body in motion stays in motion. I hate it. So, you know, getting a strong, like you're, you literally strengthening your bones by strengthening your muscles and putting your system under stress. Yeah. So, you know, I've never broken a bone in my life. Mine either. And yeah, I don't want to. Break your fingers doing that. You know, maybe it's a dedication to fitness that's allowed that. I don't know, right? But I'm not going to chance it.
2: I think part of it probably is.
0: It could be, right? Yeah. I've known people that have been through accidents that should have broken their neck, but didn't. Not because they're yoked, but because they go to the gym on a regular basis and their muscles are stronger than the average person's. Yeah. And that was all it took to, keep to hold their really body hurt. in a position yeah. to keep them from snapping their neck. Yeah. So, um, guys, again, wrapping up the four rules of plumbing shit flows downhill paydays on Friday. Don't chew your nails and wash your hands before you pee. So uh, (laughs) they absolutely apply in life. You start applying those throughout your life and you're going to see much greater results and you're going to see a higher level of success. Keeping in mind that success is relationships, physical and financial. So until next week, guys, we will see you later. We love you guys.